Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Dental Ailments Podcast. It's been a while since I've hosted because my fearless uh, cohort, Cindy, has been doing a couple of the shows. And this one today, we think, is a pretty, pretty special episode. Uh, the guest we have on today, I'm going to introduce Dory Bonner. Dory has an amazing story, and she's going to talk about her son. Help me out here, Dory. I'm going to mispronounce it. Epidermolysis bullosa. Thank you. And Dory's going to tell her story about that and something that it should be addressed as dental professionals, the lack of care for this disease. And we also have Frank Dreyer. He is part of Emmy Dent, and we'll talk about a little bit about that. We have Stacy Carnes on the show. She is a hyg- dental hygienist who has worked with Emmy Dent and special needs patients. And then, of course, we have Cindy. So, Dory, go ahead and tell your story, how your son and his, his oral care and the lack of oral care, finding professionals that can help your son and what you think you feel you need, we need as dental professionals to improve upon. Sure. Um, hello, everybody. My name is Dory Bonner, and I have a son named Solomon, who is almost six years old, but uh, he's five years old right now. He has a rare skin disorder known as EB skin disease, epidermolysis bullosa, but sometimes people refer to it as butterfly skin because his skin is so fragile, as fragile as the wings of a butterfly. And in fact, physicians actually refer to his skin disease as the worst kind of skin disease, the worst kind of disease you have never heard of. So he is so fragile that when he was born and I was holding him just without blanket, his back looked like somebody had scratched him completely and I wasn't doing anything, any, anything, but just hold him. So, um, when I was nursing him, the layers of his tongue was completely impacted by that. He was growing blisters on his tongue. Eating anything impacts his, the tissues inside of his mouth. So with that goes also dental care. Um, now that he has teeth and he's, you know, he's eating food and we try to brush his teeth. We, are, we were unable to brush his teeth because his, his gums would blister. And to this day, like I said, he's almost six. To this day, I have not been able to feel comfortable to take him to a dentist because I think it's important to mention that we are a military family. So we move every two to three years. And no matter what's, what part of the country we moved to, uh, we even went to, we were stationed at the Pentagon. So we lived in Virginia, which is huge. I was never able to find a dentist. I, I, I made calls after calls, but I never was able to find a dentist who knew about my son's disease. So I was always very intimidated and frightful to, to take him to someone who didn't know about his disease or understood just how fragile he was. So, yeah. So. Dory, hearing your story, like Dr. Mark Cannon had said, he he works with EB patients. He says, you know, as healthcare professionals, we go in, we put on our capes, and we our hope is we can help everybody. And here's a situation where, like, wow, we put on our cape, but we don't have the the tools to help like we should. I thought that was pretty pretty powerful when he said that. And then you know, after we heard your story, I'm like, we've we're all like, we've got to bring awareness to this. Everybody deserves the oral care they, that they need. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree with you more. I think that um, 
sometimes I am, um, even now, actually, be honest with you, I'm so emotional about this because at minimum, I think that they deserve oral care at minimum. Right. Now, Cindy and Stacy, hearing these stories, and I know Stacy, you've worked with the brush and we've all worked with special needs patients. I mean, hearing this, what was your, what was your first thought? Well, it breaks my heart. I, I mean, it truly breaks my heart that um, there is a disconnect between medicine and dental that um, that we wouldn't be working collaboratively for the physicians that Solomon sees to have, you know, um, a referral source for Dory to be able to take Solomon to that. I mean, that's, I, I, I can't even imagine, I, you know, I have a child who was born uh, with a white blood cell disorder. And I know that, you know, my physician, you know, got right on to referrals for him, but had he had issues with his teeth and his mouth, I would have relied on the physician to help refer us to a dentist. I just can only imagine the frustration she feels. If you don't mind backing up a little bit and talking a little bit more about this disease, because I really, like you said, it's, I've never heard of it before, before Frank Frank, uh, told us about it. So I'd like to hear more about that if you don't mind as well. Sure. Um, Basically, Solomon has a protein um, in him that is not functioning the way that the protein in my skin or your skin or someone else who doesn't have EB. So this protein essentially acts like like a glue between the different layers of the of the skin. So when he has trauma, for example, you know, and trauma for him could be, let's say, falling falling off of a bike, and so the entire skin from his knee will will completely tear because the glue in the skin isn't strong enough to hold it together. Similarly, he gets trauma blisters because even if he accidentally bangs his hand, let's say against a desk, you know, as you might imagine a crazy five-year-old boy might do, mm-hmm. um, he grows huge giant trauma blisters that we have to lance using medical needles. Uh, otherwise, these blisters will just grow and grow and grow. And most times they're filled with liquid. Sometimes they're filled with blood. And and so I think that I feel like the reason why there isn't a lot of, of awareness um, in the oral care for these patients are that they are just trying to keep them, you know, I think families are just busy trying to keep up with their bandages and just trying to keep them alive. And it's almost like there isn't, you know, I don't want to say that people feel like they're not important enough, but there isn't a lot of awareness about oral care and EB because there are so many other things about this disease that is so dangerous that that's like the least bit of their concern. But it shouldn't be that way. I mean, I, as a, as a mother, it bothers me that I don't know, you know, when, when I take my older son to a dentist, Solomon says, mom, can I go to the dentist? I am never able to give him an answer other than a lie as to why he cannot go to a dentist. And that bothers me a great deal. I mean, even until I found Emmy Dent toothbrush, um, every night when his older brother would go to the bathroom and brush his teeth, Solomon really, really wanted to go and have that experience with his older brother and brush his teeth. But we could never give him that, you know, that freedom because I was afraid he would hurt his gums. And so one night, after I found him, he didn't toothbrush. He was in the bathroom and I handed him the toothbrush and I, you know, first I tried it on myself and then I gave it to him and I said, well, this is how you brush your teeth. And he said, 
you know, he just, he just looked in the mirror and he was like, oh my gosh, look, I'm doing it. You know, I'm, I'm brushing my own teeth with my brother. He was just so excited. I want to give him that experience when it comes to going to the dentist. I want him to be able to experience normalcy, like, like his eight-year-old brother. Hearing that, that's things we take for granted. We brush our teeth every day, not even think about it. And as oral care, you know, healthcare providers, I'll, I'll admit, I didn't even think about the fact that you know, gum tissue can slough off, uh, the corners of their mouths can get sore, it's hard for them to open, for example. So taking those special precautions, and we, I know we talked about also the instruments we use in dentistry, making those more friendly for treating them. Like you're saying, even the home care is something you really have to think about being really careful. Yeah. So I, I think what I was, what I was going with that is if I am that afraid at home to let him go to the bathroom and hand him a toothbrush and brush his teeth, you know, the toothbrush is not as scary looking as some of the, the tools that they use in, in the dentist's office. I certainly couldn't feel comfortable to, to take my kid to a dentist who has no idea how fragile my son is. So, you know, especially they just I'm not sure what they can come up with, but I feel like if as if if a, at minimum the doctor knew about how fragile his gums were, I would be more comfortable to at least take him for a regular checkup. So Dory, has he ever been to the dentist before? No, never. And and that's on our list. I have a list of things that I want to do that I want him to experience. And can you believe that visiting a dentist is on his list? It's, it's kind of like a bucket list for him. Wow. So for us as oral health care providers, when I hear that, the thing that strikes me the most is that we all know that the mouth is the gateway to the health of the rest of the body. And that's the part that is, it's a stumbling block because you feel like you can't find a provider that would be safe enough for him to visit. So, I mean, have you, and this is just me wondering, I mean, with teledentistry so big, have you thought of finding a provider who provides teledentistry and you could do kind of like a Zoom call meeting with the doctor and Solomon can meet the doctor over a Zoom call? Um, so I guess this experience I'm describing uh, before the pandemic happened and before all these other options were became available to us, certainly that's that would be a wonderful thing for him to do. I think that's a great suggestion. Um, we moved here in Tennessee in July, and I spent probably until September making phone calls around, you know, all the way to like I was willing to travel all the way four hours, five hours. It didn't matter what. And I was never able to find anybody, you know, I've just repeat the same thing over and over again. Do you know about this disease? I have a son. Could you see him? And they would say, I will call you back. And they will call back and say, we haven't heard of the disease, but we'd be really careful with them, you know, things like that. But I, I haven't been able to, I, I I'm, I'm too afraid to take them. Yeah, because most people don't really understand when you say that, because we do see pa patients with sensitive gums or uh, things like that. So we could be like, oh, yeah, yeah, what, you know, whatever, we'll be careful, we know, but it's what you're saying is like super serious. And we can't just go in there and perform normal prophies, um, like we would, um, even with sensitive patients, issues would just slough off, right? Yes, I think, you know, I, I, the, I came to this conclusion once he was little, and he was up for his vaccinations. Before I took him to that office, I called in advance and reminded them this kid has a special disease. 
Um, and so he was receiving multiple shots at once. And I mentioned to them, you are going to need two people to administer the shots at the same time. Because once he, see, once he feels one shot on one side, he is going to wiggle and do all kinds of stuff and, and he's going to get injured. And they said, okay, no problem. But we, when we went there, I guess they only had one person. And sure enough, by the time we left, his, the, you know, his pant legs were bloody from blisters he grew immediately oh. and from getting injured because he was kicking them as they were trying to administer the vaccines. So I, there's no way that I could ever feel comfortable going to someone who is clueless about how fragile he is. Yeah. So like what Stacy was saying, I think teledentistry would be great. And now he won't feel so, you know, special because everybody's doing that too. And, and for him to be able, for a dentist to be able to see and a hygienist too would be great. And an assistant to be able to see what it really is before they have them come in. And then that way they can do some research as well, um, mm -hmm. actually meet him and, you know, look at his gums and you can, you know, and you can explain it a little bit more that way. With the Emmy dent, can you tell me a little bit more about that? I, you know, I've met Frank before and I've seen it before, but I'd, I'd really like to actually know more about it because it sounds like it's something that's really, could be really amazing for a lot of patients, really. Um, so I'll, I'll just quickly uh, tell you, I know I touched up on this earlier, but um, when we moved on this base, it's like a village, living in a village. Uh, it's a closed community, uh, military community. And so Solomon was going around telling everybody, hey, guess what? I'm brushing my teeth on my own and my mama doesn't help me. And, you know, him being five, everybody was looking at him like, okay, you know, they were confused about this statement until I mentioned to them why he was saying that. Until he was four or, or just five, right before I met Frank um, and found Emmy Dent, the number one wish he had. So I would ask him, what do you want for Christmas or what do you want on your birthday? And I would write it for him. He would always say, brush my teeth on my own without you watching me. Aww. And it was always on his, right. It was something he wanted to do this experience with his brother, who was like his hero. And then I eventually, you know, I was desperate one night. I felt so bad for him saying that. And I'm just Googling all over the place. And I come across Emmy Dent toothbrush. It was like, oh my goodness, how on earth is this even here? And I don't know about it. I remember purchasing it and it was like in German dollar and I, I did not even translate it into the English money. I mean, to the U.S. money, I just purchased it. And then later on, you know, it was like, okay, it doesn't matter how much money this is. So with Emmy Dent toothbrush, I will let Frank explain to you why it works as well as it does for Solomon. It is like his dream. Thank you. Thank you, Dory. And I was, um, I, I was really, I was really shocked when, when we talked about, because I had no idea, like you said, this is a, this is a disease that we have not heard about before. And there's more than 20,000 people in the US alone that, that have it. And uh, so it's not like it's ultra rare, uh, but it's certainly something that is not as, as commonplace as, as maybe other things. Um, and I was really, really happy to see that, uh, that the Emident can actually help with, with Olga provide the first steps of oral care as part of an oral routine for, for Solomon. Um, now, what's special about of the Emident is that it doesn't clean by brushing, um, even though it's a toothbrush and it looks like a toothbrush, but you do not brush at all because it doesn't clean with abrasive brushing, but it uses ultrasound waves. So the ultrasound technology we're all familiar with, it's used in the dental office, it's used in many places for, for cleaning because it cleans touchless. And the ultrasound technology 
is customized for oral care cleaning that you can do at home. So instead of brushing, you turn the device on, you just put it next to teeth, you can put it next to the gums, and you just hold it still there. Don't brush, uh, just gently touching the surface, and the ultrasound waves together with the toothpaste will do the cleaning. And that, of course, is super beneficial when you have very sensitive skin, uh, very delicate gums, when you have um, receding gums, when you have uh, even fresh oral surgery, it really helps you to clean when you can otherwise not clean, when you don't have other tools available. So I'm still super happy, and that's why we really wanted to, uh, uh, super happy that, you know, that the Emident is helping your son, Solomon, and that's why we wanted to, you know, bring more awareness uh, so people understand there is a tool, a tool that can help when you don't have other tools. And I think Stacy, you have you have some had some patients that were using the product as well, and, and have some firsthand experience there. I do. So I, you know, I am a general, I'm a dental hygienist. I've been in practice for thirty years. In the last five years, my concentration has really been in a perio setting. So the majority of our patients, they come in and they're, you know, they are um, unhealthy. And it's our job to try to help them get, you know, achieve that state of health. And when they go through surgical procedures, there is a time period where they cannot brush. It can be anywhere from a week, two weeks up to a month at a time. So you can only imagine that if your diet is soft <laughs> or just liquidy, that there would be a lot of things that would, you know, be on your teeth. And, and after a while, you know, just wiping with gauze is just not enough. The other thing is when patients have those fresh, fresh wounds, you know, you want to make sure that the, you don't have a, a high concentration of bacteria there, because then it's going to delay the healing process. And I, you know, the thing that I found was that it was funny because we would tell, send people home and say, hey, use this ultrasonic toothbrush. And I would be like, why would you send someone home with that? That will going to damage, you know, the tissue that is is fragile right now. Um, or I also have patients who are not re quite ready for the surgical procedure, and we really had to work on home care. They come in, and their gum tissue was just so fragile, and um, because of the disease process, and there was no way that they were going to be able to br brush at all because that would hurt. You know, that would be very painful for them. So. I started recommending Imident when um, I met Frank a couple of years ago, and I have seen the healing that has occurred using this product. And it's it's kind of like a miracle. It's a miracle brush, right, Dory? Absolutely. In, in my son's case, I, I truly mean that from the bottom of my heart. It was a miracle, not simply because of what it does for his teeth, but this simple freedom of being able to brush his teeth with his brother you cannot put a price on that. That's true. He's you gave him uh, the gift of independence. That's awesome. That's <laughs> it makes awesome. mom's heart so happy. I just had a couple more questions, just because this is my first time learning about it. Um, so I know everybody else listening too is going to want to know a lot more. If you're okay sharing, I know Stacy was saying something about wiping, you know, patients' teeth with gauze. Are you able to do that even with his teeth? Or yes, I I could. So a lot. So some of these kids who have Solomon's disease, um, there are different degrees of the disease. He's considered mild, but there's nothing mild about it. So some some kids who have who have different kinds of 
you know, similar disease, but a different variant of it, their gums are even more delicate than Solomon's. So Solomon is able to eat solid foods and, and essentially is normal, except for the fact that he's so fragile. So if I rub my fingers across his gums, as long as I'm doing it gently, that that all is fine. If I use, you know, before Emident, I, I I would use my fingernails just to kind of scrape off some things from his teeth because, you know, I wasn't able to use a toothbrush to do that. So I am able to do some of those things. Um, but even if I found two, you know, toothbrushes with soft bristles, it was just, it was still too rough for him. Yeah. And it's really hard to find uh, toothbrushes with soft bristles anyway, yeah. but then, and especially a five-year-old, you know, they're not going to brush gently and you really need to, the hygienist, us dental people know that the bacteria goes up under your gums. So really you want to brush mm-hmm. under your gums and, you know, obviously you can't do that. So he's going to be losing his front teeth pretty soon as he lost his front teeth yet. Not yet. We are waiting on that. But when he was getting his baby teeth, initially a tiny little blister would form on his gum. And that's how we knew he was about to grow a tooth. And then we would see a little, you know, tip of a white tooth coming out. Um, But he hasn't lost any teeth yet. And to be honest with you, my husband and I recently spoke about this, you know, we're, we're not super concerned. I'm sure this is fine. But it's almost like these teeth are there to stay forever. They, there is no indication of them coming out anytime soon. I don't know if that's normal, but I would love to be able to see a dentist. Oh, so he hasn't had a pano or anything. Either. Yeah. Things we take for granted. Because usually we'll do a panel so we can see, you know, just to see if they're permanent teeth, they're up there and how far or if they're missing any, um, any teeth. Yes, correct. You know, I, I actually can't even take him to a hairdresser. You know, when you say that, it reminded me of that. I, I don't, I'm not sure, you know. I can't even take him to a hairdresser. I, I cut his hair for, for him. So, I, but this is one area. I mean, I've almost been able to adapt to all of the things that he needs. So I am that person for him, you know, the nurse, the hairdresser and all those things, except when it comes to this, mm-hmm. I just don't have enough information to help him with his dental care. So Dory, speaking from, you know, the clinician standpoint, I know that in our office, you know, we have intraoral cameras and they're cool. I mean, some of them are the size of like a pen and we can use that to do an evaluation without, you know, having being very traumatic or anything for him. If he could just open up wide, you know, we can take intraoral photographs and do a, a great assessment that way. And like Cindy said, a panograph is great because you're not actually sticking a sensor or anything in the mouth that could cause trauma. He literally, it's just a little stick that he could bite down on. Machine would go around and then you could see where he is developing and see all those new little teeth that are, you know, they're ready to come, you know, that would be fantastic. We could use the imident, you know, right there at the practice even to mm-hmm. brush his teeth for him. So Dory, for others that are listening, because I went in and did a little research myself because this was um, so um, interesting to me, that there are a lot of secondary um, issues because of the EB. Uh, I read about acid reflux. They're very prone to cavities and stuff like that. So what have, what is your experience with Solomon and, and other children? and their oral health care conditions. So we don't uh, give him a lot of food with, you know, acidic kind of foods. We don't, we just don't give him that. Um, I feel 
you know, actually his uh, digestive system was kind of impacted. When he was younger, he would have such a hard time with constipation. Um, you know, I have seen his wounds that are so bad and I've always been able to just kind of um, get, get there and just do what I need to do, even though as his mom, it would break my heart, but I would go in and, and wrap his wounds no matter how big or small. When it came to him being constipated, I just couldn't handle it. I would, I would feel so bad for him. He would be on his fours, you know, just get on his elbows and knees and cry and try to push and do all kinds of things. And so, yeah, he's better with that now because I basically give him such a good nu nutritious food all the time. We try to avoid candy and acidic kind of foods. So we're really proactive with all of that. I haven't had any, thankfully, I haven't had any issues with, with any of those with him. That's awesome. Yeah. You said he was okay with um, eating solid food. Is he okay to uh, chew? Yes. So uh, he wants to eat, of course, you know, he knows that he's not supposed to have Doritos. So that is one thing he wants to eat all the time on Friday night. We're sitting there watching TV. And so I would break it in small pieces, almost like if you're giving it to a one-year-old, you know, like for choking hazard, but for him, it's because I don't want the pieces to be so big that would hurt his gums. And so we rarely give him things like that. He wants, you know, for example, he wants to have popcorn, but it, you know, the, I might give him a few pieces, but the entire time I'm sitting there and just my heart is racing, you know? So he, yes, he is able to eat solids in the sense that other kids who are worse than him would never be able to experience food in the way that he experiences it. But he is not able to experience it in the way that you and I can. So Dory, in the research, I was doing as well, talking to uh, the University of Minnesota. Their med, med school sounds like they are working on um, hopefully cure for, for EB. And in the process, they're working with the pediatric dentists uh, at the school. They're known to, they bring in patients with EB from around the world, they were oh. telling me, uh, to help out these kids. And then there was Dr. Mark Cannon, um, who is a pediatric dentist as well and works with these kids and they have some literature out to hopefully have these dentists get an idea to help with these kids to what kind of instrumentation for example and preparatory work to help these to have them be more comfortable during procedures so we're hoping to get the word out for them and uh, have the dentist be more aware of what we can do that is amazing. I, that would be like a dream come true. I wish that they would, you know, I wish that every dentist, you know, when they go to school, that this would be just standard practice for them, you know, just maybe like one day of, of learning about this disease. I would just love that for them. I saw there are some foundations out there. I'm sure you know that as well, uh, such as Debra and the EB Research Foundation. Yes. Bringing awareness to this as well. Hopefully we can get in touch with them to talk more about this, bringing their oral care needs to the forefront as well. Yes. Dory, what, what would be a request that you have if you were to talk to a dentist or dentist office? What, what would you want them to know? What do they need to be aware of? Because we, what we've been talking about right now is like all the things that we take for granted, you cannot and you can no longer. We don't even think about what you can, what you cannot do. So what is it from like, from what you know now, um, what you would tell a dentist and what they should, and, and a dental hygienist, what they should 
be aware of and what they should do and especially what they should not do? Well, um, I feel like, you know, I mean, they're such professionals, so they, they, I would, I wouldn't even know what to suggest for them, but I would just want to be able to, you know, my son's disease is so rare, but he still matters. Uh, so, you know, my thoughts are always that I don't blame them that they know about, they don't know about this disease, but I wish that somehow I would be able to just take my son to someone who, who would you know, sometimes I have taken him to places like just regular physicians for his regular checkups. And they think that I am being overly paranoid. They would always try to tell me, oh, you know, it's okay, mom, don't, I promise you he will be okay. And I feel like they think that it's me who is paranoid because they don't really have a good understanding of his disease. I, I would, it would be my, my dream come true and also his if we could simply call a place and they say, oh, we know about th that disease, but you know, bring him in and they have a special, special kind of tools for him. I'm not sure what that would look like, but just things that are, that, that are EB friendly, uh, that would make me feel comfortable to take him in and where he's also comfortable and not afraid. Um, but two, if there are parents listening to this podcast, you know, last week, one of our neighbors in the village said uh, she was feeling so bad, you know, for, for her son that she had to take her son to the dentist. It was one of those appointments. She's like, you know, and nobody wants to go to the dentist. And I just looked at her, but I didn't say anything. But what I wanted to say is you have no idea how lucky you are to be able to just say that, to be able to take your kid to the dentist and not worry. So if there are parents listening, you know, be grateful that you can take your kid to the dentist. Have you ever taken them to like when you do take them to the doctor? where they can put them under anesthesia and do some cleaning or oral care that way? Um, no, I haven't, but that anesthesia part is the whole other, a whole other can of worms. I'm, you know, that's probably a different podcast, <laughs> but no, to answer your question, no, I haven't. Yeah, I'm sure because we're talking about his mouth today. So I'm sure you have all kinds of other stories for um, other professionals. So yes. Okay. Well, Dory, we're going to, we're going to try our best to bring awareness to this into the dental industry. It's going to probably take a village, but we're going to do this. Thank you so much, April. I am so grateful to all of you. Um, I, I remain grateful and uh, truly grateful to Emmy Dent. And I also am so thankful to you guys for doing this. It's so special that you're taking your time to, to do this. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Our pleasure. April, would that be an opportunity if you reach out to the to the listeners and see well you know we are an office who would like to know more about it and where we could possibly help with with education or maybe establish a link with uh, Dr. Cannon or to others so it's either or what Stacy you recommend oh there's a tool that we can possibly use that we could even create something like a guideline um, that we could that we could post and say, you know, here are the 10 things that you should know that you should be aware of. Uh, maybe 10 things is even too little. Um, so we can provide proactive help, not only telling what EB is, but what the dentist office should be aware of, what they should do or not do. Yeah, we're going to start like right away working on a blog and an article too, to get the word out there. And then also we could uh, work on possibly doing like a CE course together on something like this to, to spread the word because it's something that needs to be learned. And it's new, you know, it's new information that it should be shared in the dental community. Absolutely. So we'll, we'll get this, get the word out. Like Cindy said, as a collective, we'll get, 
in our different dental groups, LinkedIn, whatever it takes, and social media to to, uh, bring light to this. Any final words for anybody? Oh, Frank, you mentioned something about a raffle. Is that correct? Oh, thanks for reminding me. Well, what what we are offering is, uh, since now many of you you have heard about Emident and about cleaning with ultrasound, which sounds all very magical. How can that even work without brushing? So what we are going to do is we will um, raffle a couple Emident starter sets, so fully functional, um, brand new um, Emident devices. So whoever is listening to this podcast, um, contact April, contact Cindy, um, we'll provide the contact information separately and we will raffle amongst you then um, the Amidant devices. You can then experience it yourself. In addition, we will also create a special offer for the viewers of the podcast, which we'll communicate separately. So you will be able to get access to the product at the very special conditions that are not available to others. And hey, another thing we could add on there, April, just for uh, the listeners, you know, this this product is for anyone and we would love to help get the uh, word out into the medical field as well so that these nurses and doctors know that there is a product like this. And Frank and I, every month we do a webinar, you know, a, a, um, a medical or dental professional webinar. So we teach about um, this and we always refer and, and we talk about Solomon and, and his condition. And that's just part of our webinar because we want to get the word out about it so that they understand. And so um, if anybody is looking for, you know, some education from us, we were happy to have a Zoom call or webinar with them. And just to, sorry, I was going to mention to you, if you ever need Solomon or me for any of these things, um, we would be happy. Frank knows he, Solomon is quite a charismatic kid. He always wants to be a YouTuber. So he's always available. <laughs> also, I'd love to meet Solomon and have him. If you could share yeah. a little video with them or some pictures, we would definitely love to share it on our, on our site and with others. And so they can see, we're not just talking about a disease. We're talking, to, we're talking about a little boy, uh, right. little, you know, a little person, a little boy. I would love to. We're just like all little kids mostly mostly now <laughs> you should get we solomon's autograph one... right now <laughs> <laughs> we, he has sent already... a video to frank. <laughs> we have already a wonderful video of solomon that dory recommended and where he actually asked put me on youtube <laughs> so we'll share that you know what that's not a bad idea that is a really great way to spread the word. It would be Solomon, the so- the spokesperson. Yeah. Yes. He he would love it. I um, we we are thinking about it. I think that that would be a great way to just um, like you mentioned, just put a face with with you know with with this disease. Mm-hmm. Um, I we are totally thinking about that. Yeah, and then not only did he get to go to the dentist, he got to help other people go to the dentist and get oral care and be able to brush their teeth or wave a wand, magical wand. <laughs> Absolutely. One question for Frank about the Imidint. So Tori, how long have you been using it? Did you say? It's been over a year now. Known in Germany, right, Frank? Yeah, it is. It's already in the in the global market since about 10 years. That's when the, the company created the, the technology and actually patented it. Um, because it's not as simple to produce as uh, people might think. 
And we've just entered the US market a couple of years ago, um, initially focusing on reaching out to the dental professional, uh, to the dental professional simply to educate them about a new technology that's out there for cleaning. Um, and it's a actually the technology is not new because we are all using, we all know how ultrasound works. It's just new in the context of an alternative to toothbrushing. Yeah, I love it. It's time we catch up and uh, spread the word here. So I'm really excited for everybody to uh, learn about it and you know, have it available. We're just happy that, you know, it, it, there is no one product that is solving all your world's problems in oral care. Of course not, but it's an additional tool that is available. And it's a tool available for people that currently have problems, challenges, or even are unable to brush their teeth. And so that, of course, is something that is, um, it's great when you have in your arsenal an additional tool that you can use uh, as alternative, or in, in some cases, as we've seen with Solomon, as the only tool that you can use to get a better oral health status. And if he can do that, that's, you know, that, you know, that's just, that's just great. And that's a part of the mission that we are out for. Well, let's get Solomon to get his little superhero cape on. We'll do that. We'll to, yes. <laughs> he would love it. Well, guys, any other comments, questions? Dory, thank you for sharing your story, your, you know, your family's story with Solomon. Um, we want to support you and help you guys out. So it's an honor and a privilege to get to know your family. And we are going to work very hard and very diligently to um, spread the word. Solomon is outside right now playing. And I, I he's just going to be so thrilled when I tell him about our discussion. He, I'm always telling him, in fact, before I came onto this Zoom call, I, I explained to him what we were doing. And he was so excited and He's, um, all of us appreciate all that you guys are doing for us. So thank you so much. Thank you. Lori, maybe one, one last thought, and that's one that would go out to the, to the listeners of the podcast. Where do you live, Dory? Maybe we have a dental hygienist. Maybe we have a dental office that listens to the podcast and says, you know what, Dory, come in. You know, we will, we will educate ourselves and we will be the first dental office that will provide care for Solomon. Oh, that is such a great uh, point that you just made. So we we just, like I mentioned, we moved at this uh, Air Force Base called Arnold Air Force Base. It is in Middle Tennessee. So I am near Kentucky and all of those great states. But I am an hour and a half from Nashville. I am hoping and praying that someone might be able to know, you know, someone familiar with this disease might reach out. I would, I would, I would probably cry. <laughs> we'll put the word out to you how we can, uh, we can find you some help or somebody that's willing, like Frank said, willing to learn, or maybe they already know about it and get you, get Solomon some dental care. Oh yes. Yeah. That would be amazing. Right. <laughs> well, ladies, Stacy, Cindy, and especially Dory, thank you for coming on today. Dory, always, you always have inspiring stories. So happy that we all connected. And thank you so much. And Frank, we can't forget about Frank. Thank you for coming on, Frank, and telling us about Emmy Dent and how it can help our patients that need it. Thank you for having me. All right, everybody out there in podcast land, thank you for listening to Dental Ailments. And we will be posting some links for EB, how to find these uh, suggestions on how to take care of help with the oral care for EB patients. 
where you can find resources for, for example, the University of Minnesota's Pediatric Dental School and the foundations that, such as Debra, that can help out EB patients as well. Um, we'll be posting about Emmydent and the raffle. And let's get this, uh, let's get this word out and awareness to this disease.